2: Information provided is for illustrated purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. Indices are unmanaged and do not allow for direct investment. Past performance cannot guarantee future results. The host of this show, nor Grandview Asset Management, accept any liability for the use of the information discussed. Consult with a qualified financial, legal, or tax professional prior to taking any action.
0: It's now time for Inspire to Retire with national best selling author William Parker on News Radio WHP 580. To reach the show, call 540 0580. Now, here's your host, William Parker, on News Radio WHP 580.
1: Central Pennsylvania, we're back again for another Saturday. Uh, I think it's going to be cloudy, then the sun is going to come out. We have with us a special guest, our. Vice President of Operations, Sherry Stewart. Welcome to the show, Sherry. Good morning. I know you've been a long-time listener, but this is the first time you've been on the show.
2: It is. I figured if I get up in the morning to listen, I might as well come in and help out.
1: <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Thank you. Uh, today we are going to talk about stocks later in the show, um, but I have a special guest who's not only a guest; he's a dear friend of mine, Joe Peters. Um, and uh, Sherry's going to read a little bit of his bio before we bring Joe on the on the air.
2: Joe Peters served as President Clinton and Bush, integrating federal, state, and local law enforcement operations. As the White House Drug Policy Office's Acting Deputy Director for State and Local Affairs, which included supervisions of the nation's high intensity drug trafficking area program, Mr. Peters also served as a liaison to the White House Office of Homeland Security and then Homeland Security Director Tom Ridge in standing up to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. In addition to overseeing the country's 26 HIDTAs and their budget of a quarter of a billion dollars, Mr. Peters represented the White House with police, prosecutors, governors, mayors, and many other non-governmental organizations. As a federal prosecutor, Mr. Peters' accomplishments include the convictions of Philadelphia mob boss Little Nicky, Scarfo, his underboss, and 16 mob soldiers in Philadelphia. This trial, conducted by Mr. Peters and four other federal prosecutors, resulted in one of the most significant mafia family convictions in U.S. history. As a result, Mr. Peters received the United States Department of Justice's John Marshall Award. The Associated Press called Joseph Peters and his fellow prosecutors the modern-day untouchables. A significant portion of the federal investigation and prosecution involved the mob's Infiltration and control of Atlantic City casino operations and public corrupt- corruption. Mr. Peters serves as television and radio commentator, providing expert insight on law enforcement, investigative, and counterterrorism issues for numerous media outlets, including Fox News and London's Good Morning Television. He also hosts a local radio show in Northeastern PA discussing these same issues.
1: Thank you, Sherry. Um, we're going to bring Joe on the line. Joe, good morning. Are you there?
3: Good morning, Bill. How are you?
1: Good. Well, other things that you've done, uh, you were an undercover uh, and an foreign police officer. Uh, you were the director of the PA Statewide Bureau of Narcotics Investigation, the PA Topps Drug uh, Prosecutor. A uh, federal mafia prosecutor, and you served in a bipartisan way under two presidents, both both Bush and Clinton, and you've been on Fox News, CNN, and others, uh, and and your own uh, talk radio show uh, called Talk. Uh, tough talk with joe peters so joe it's, uh, it 's first of all it 's good to have you back as a friend on the air and um, it 's good to have you here because one of the things before we go in to talk about the stock market uh, the couple things I wanted to talk about today and I, and I know you have a tremendous amount of background on this, and uh, the first thing that uh, comes to mind is terrorism. And then the second thing we'll be talking about is the opioid addiction in the United States and how heroin is affecting our our um, uh, how the, the the families throughout the United States. So let's talk a little bit about t- terrorism, counterterrorism, what's going on in the United States, and how do you see? I mean, it seems like every week that there's some sort of attack, whether it's uh, in an airport, small airport, or if it's in London or Brussels, or um, what, where do you see this going?
3: Well, it's going to be an interesting ride going forward. And, and first off, good morning again to you, Bill, my friend, and thank you to Sherry. You tortured her by having her read part of that bio, but uh... <laughs> no problem, Joe. <laughs> um, and and these topics, uh, whether it's terrorism or uh, the drug issue, opioids and big pharmaceuticals, or the advent of medical marijuana uh, coming forward in Pennsylvania. Uh, All of these things affect the financial markets. Um, You know, we see them as law enforcement issues alone. But whenever there's a terrorism attack, you know, it impacts Wall Street uh, and the market and the confidence in the market. Uh, As we move out and try and deal with this heroin opioid crisis, and believe it or not, we have 13 people a day that die from overdoses, opioid overdoses, in pennsylvania 13 people a day Uh, and much of that is traced back to legitimate pharmaceuticals this is a different era in which we live it used to be you know when i was an undercover cop or director of the state bureau of narcotics people dealing drugs people doing drugs were part of uh, a criminal element so to speak and you know we've come to recognize the problem of addiction and once you get addicted not excusing the behavior to get there, but once you're there, you're you're a medical issue. But but having said all that, the whole issue of drugs used to be a criminal problem. That sort of started as a crime and ended as a crime. Today, we have so many Pennsylvanians and people around the country who start on this road to addiction and heroin use by abuse of legitimate pharmaceuticals. In fact, 75% of all heroin users begin their drug abuse with opioids so we need to relook and rethink this whole situation and without blaming big pharma or without blaming physicians you know well intended as they were years ago when there was an overabundance of prescriptions for oxycodone oxycontin percocet uh, all of these strong painkillers which Back then, there was a belief they weren't so addictive. We're finding now they are. So this plentiful supply of pills, legitimate pain pills, the things in your cabinet, in your, in your bathroom, take you, in some cases, in far too many cases, on the road to addiction. And, you know, big pharmaceutical um, and people who invest in those companies have a social conscience now. Um, about this overprescription, and that's one of the pieces with which we have to deal with this formerly law enforcement-slash-criminal problem exclusively.
1: Well, you know, I know doctors now are, are much more hesitant today than they were, let's say, 10 years ago to hand out opioids, but it still seems to be—I I watched something on C-SPAN uh, a few weeks ago, about fentanyl being delivered directly from China uh, via the post office or UPS uh, to people's homes, and as you know, the fentanyl mixed in with um, heroin is a deadly um, uh, mixture, and uh, it's it's cheaper. I guess I, I would imagine it's cheaper. Why or why else would they would they be doing it? Um, and the the whole idea. Joe is that it's, it's, it's a long, I I've known some people that have struggled with addictions. This is something that people don't overcome in a year or two years. This is a lifelong fight against this addiction. Once they're, once they're addicted and it affects the families. And I I don't think people really understand the impact of that. If the father becomes addicted and leaves home, now the mother's stuck with several children or two children, um, And that impacts the the workforce, it impacts the welfare system for food stamps and other types of benefits now the families now have to apply for because there's not an active participant in the family working. And I don't think we often talk about that too much, about the impact that it has on the family and then, then also the impact it has on the safety net system, which has been set up to help families that are impoverished. And there has to be, when you think about over 3,000 overdoses a year, there has to be an impact on our welfare system in the state of Pennsylvania based on the fact that these families are losing either mothers in some cases and fathers in the other cases, in some cases both. Uh, this this impact is really tied into the healthcare bill that the uh, that that and we're not going to talk about public uh, uh, politics today, but there there there's this big tie into the healthcare bill that they're talking about with Medicaid and and welfare issues and so forth. And I don't know if they're trying to address this issue or not. I I haven't read the 142 pages that the Senate just put out, but. Um, I would have to imagine that both the state and the federal government have to wrap their arms, whether it's terrorism, which which is which comes in a lot of different forms, um, whether it's domestic. You can think of the Oklahoma bombing, uh, whether it's uh, you know the guy that stabbed the uh, police officer in the I, don't, I forget what airport, it's, a tiny airport, was it Michigan, Moses, Michigan <laughs> uh, in the neck. Uh, with a knife uh you know relatively small attack compared to nine you know it's very strange to me Nine eleven for most people has been forgotten it, it, it's like it never happened
3: and, it, and we we must we must never forget and 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 looking at these things and whether separately you know terrorism and the impact it has this is a financial show and people people think of these issues as criminal issues so to speak but they really are as much financial issues Terrorism uh, obviously impacts our national security. The focus of the terrorist is to disrupt our society and to create fear and havoc. And what's one of the easiest and best ways to do it? What's the way that the 9-11 airplane hijackers chose to do it? focus on Wall Street because they know if they can bring down our financial markets, they will create that havoc in America. If they can affect our computer and online banking systems, they will create that havoc in America. Separately, the drug issue, uh, beyond the human tragedy...
1: Hey, Joe, listen, I of, need to say, before yeah. you go on, we need to take a break. We're going to pick up on, a way on the other side of the break, okay? Absolutely. You're listening to Inspire to Retire Radio, WHP 580.
0: Contact Grandview Asset Management at 541-1000. Now back to the show.
1: Okay, we're back with Joe Peters. Joe, sorry about that hard uh, break, but you've been to radio, so you know what that's all about.
3: No no worries. And the reason I'm <laughs> not in radio now is the 6 a.m. wake up call, so um, <laughs> my, my hat's off to you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I know your show is at 10 a.m., so you had a little bit uh, easier time uh, getting it, ready for that.
3: It, it, it was, and, and I loved it, and I did it for four years, and we had listeners, as you know, with the internet now around the world. You know, people who used to you know, be on an Air Force base in Japan and wake up and listen and send in questions. So it's a it's a terrific uh, medium with which to to reach people, and I. know. Yeah, our show's it. on
1: our podcast at uh, iHeartRadio. If you go to WHP five eighty, you can listen to podcasts or our past shows, and you can go to our website and listen to our podcast. So, um, you, if you missed a show, you can always go back and listen to it whenever you want on your t- on your radio. Just go to WHP five eighty dot com and go to Inspired to Retire Radio and click on the podcast if you missed a show and catch up on what's going on. So, anyways, you're you're right, terrorism and the opioid addiction affects the financial uh, well-being of the United States and, yeah,
3: and let me let, let me just if I may finish the thought that we started with before the break and, and because the taxpayer you know beyond the yeah. human tragedy of the addicted person is as you mentioned the impact of the family and on the taxpayer uh, all of us and and even if you put the human tragedy aside which is impossible to do and who would want to if you look at um, an, an addicted person Single mom, and that's not to pick on single moms. That's to identify a lot of guys who don't hold up their responsibilities, especially in the inner cities uh, across our country, and they just walk out, leaving mom with everything. If that mom becomes an addict because of the pressures, et cetera, uh, and again, not excusing the behavior, but but she is causing harm to society writ large beyond her whole family. And if yeah. we can reduce her addiction, even by a percentage, even if we don't eliminate it, we are reducing her fiscal impacts on the taxpayer. How many times she goes to the emergency room? If we if we reduce her drug-taking behavior by 50%, we're saving 50% of those emergency room costs. She's out of work 50% less if we can reduce her drug-taking by that much or more. She's a better mom 50% of the time. You know, the costs can be extrapolated on and on. So this really is a financial uh, crisis as much as it is a healthcare crisis.
1: Yeah, I, listen, I, that's why I brought you on the, the show today, because I know you know, as the deputy drug czar uh, for the United States, know a tremendous amount about it, and the problem is only getting worse. It's not getting better. Uh, that being said, uh, the the part of terrorism in the United States, we haven't really seen a massive attack since nine eleven 11 to the degree that how many people that it killed and so forth. What do you think is the next big thing that we need to be concerned about? Is it? is it the shutdown of the electrical grid is it is it is it is it, uh, is it cyber terrorism is it actually a, a a physical terror attack on the united states what do you think is the next thing as an american citizen that we should be considered uh, to be concerned about
3: it, it is all of those things bill um, and it's difficult to rank them but if i had to i would rank the so-called lone wolf, and people can argue all day, you know, what that means. But I'm talking about the individual in our neighborhood, down the street, whom everybody knows as a quiet person or a nice guy and uh, uh, some sort of things. And and it's the person who, in their basement at night, is on the Internet, gets self-radicalized, you know, they're often hapless and hopeless and wayward and and not unlike people that were attracted to join gangs uh, in L.A. or Chicago 40 years ago, because, you know, they had no future in their own eyes, whether they did or not. They didn't perceive it. And being a part of something and getting a, a slap on the back, even if it's for doing something horrible, people want to belong to something and need that 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 gratification and that appreciation. So it's this lone wolf who can become a terrorist on his or her own, with little money or effort, who could go to the shopping mall with a gun or with an improvised explosive device whose components you can buy on the internet. They could choose a soft target, like a movie theater or a mall, with their gun or with their bomb or with their knife, as we're seeing. Uh, And I call them a missile with a brain because they can go, and if they see too large a police presence, if they don't see a large enough crowd, they can turn around and go home and come back another day. I think that is the largest threat we face in our society today in America.
1: And there's thousands of them.
3: Thousands. And and we don't know about many, if not most of them. That's why whenever you see one of these attacks that's sort of – aspirational, and by that I mean there's no direct control necessarily. It's it's not Al-Qaeda. It's not terrorists in Yemen. It's not ISIS or ISIL directly communicating, saying, go do this. In fact, those groups are now using their magazines and, and social media, of course, and, and things like Dabiq or Inspire magazines, which are the, the terrorist magazines online, and they're basically saying, go out and find your own target. You know, Attack in place, create your own havoc, and and people, aspirational as they are, take this mantle, take this mantra, and they move forward and do their attacks under this misguided notion uh, that that this religion they've hijacked, that they're doing something good for their religion, and it's sad because it's twisted, and it's wrong, and and it's not an attack on. We don't attack the beautiful religion of Islam, 99.9% of the people are wonderful people. It's those that hijack that religion in the name of a political movement or a caliphate, because they want their twisted version of their religion to be um, obeyed by everyone.
1: Well, there are numerous um, people throughout the United States that are being, I would imagine being surveilled uh, the, um, by the FBI and the CIA uh, based on maybe their travel history, based on maybe their internet traffic, based on a lot of other things. And a lot, a lot of people, you know, complain about our privacy issues when it comes to the internet and so forth. I would imagine that the internet is probably one of the greatest tools that that, that law enforcement has to day to try to figure out who these people are. It
3: is. And in my days in, in those two White Houses, you know, we're always battling with this balance, this delicate balance between civil rights and national security and protecting our public. And, you know, and the more terrorist attacks there are and the more people are in fear, the more that line moves and people are willing to give up um, a little bit of their of their freedom, um, et cetera. Now, you know, we live in the greatest country in the world, and we need, you know, first and foremost, to honor that First Amendment and all of our rights. But at the same time, it's a real challenge to do that dance uh, and not be invasive as a government, but at the same time, do the requisite surveillance to be able to identify these people. and And it's a challenge because you can mask your identity online. There are all kinds of apps and other social media devices that are encrypted. We're having a huge, what we call in law enforcement, going dark problem where there are companies and there are apps and things where the government, even if we wanted to, even if we ordered a company with a federal court order to give us information, uh, it's almost impossible in some cases to break into the app because of the encryption to find out the information we need to prevent an attack that we know might be coming.
1: Well, Joe... It's been great talking to you. I know the half hour has gone pretty quickly. I want to come. I want to have you come back on uh, to talk about this a little bit further on a different day. Um, but as you know, my dear friend, I send my love to you and your family. And uh, it's always been a great pleasure knowing you. And uh, I think that uh, you have a lot of success ahead of you. Uh, some of the things that you and I talked about personally, I, and, I, and I wish you a lot of success. And, and I would love to have you back on the program.
3: Thank you, my friend. God bless you and your listeners and Cherry. Thank you, Joe. Uh, and, uh, be, be happy to come back and wish you wish you the best.
1: All right. Thanks for waking up so early. Sure. Take care. Be well. All right. You're listening to Inspired to Retire. Radio Grandview Asset Management, 541 1000 whb 580.
0: Let's get back to Inspired to Retire on News Radio WHP 580
1: Okay, we're back We're back So, Sherry, you are the trivia queen I am
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a crown, You've got, you got too. me in a
1: lot of trouble, though uh, because uh, sometimes your trivia has two answers True
2: sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you have a guest on that gives the answer away Exactly <laughs> So can you believe Fourth of July is coming up?
1: Yeah, it's half the year's almost over.
2: I know. That's hard to believe. With that in mind, our our trivia question today is around the Statue of Liberty. There's a whole lot of um, great trivia out there, but I didn't know this. At one point from 1818 until the mid-1930s, military families actually lived on the island. Um, not just the, the military guys and gals, but their, their whole family. What did one young child recall they did on the Fourth of July on the island?
1: Okay, so the trivia question is a fifty dollars gift certificate to JoJo's on twenty two. I just ate there last night, and uh, great food. I had the uh, stuffed with crab, and mm. it was del- I couldn't finish it. They give you too much food. Wow. I haven't my, been there lately. I, my, I haven't been there since they added on. Yeah, they b- put a beautiful restaurant onto it. And my daughter said it was the best Caesar salad she ever had.
4: Wow. And she's picky. So, <laughs>
1: um, But this week's specials: clams, mussels, stuffed flounder, which I had, the gram, uh, the charboiled salmon, the 10-ounce New York strip with uh, sh- shrimp, and the 12-ounce Dominican uh, – uh, Della Monica steak uh, – uh, the 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 interesting thing about the steak is they get a private reserve from this company that sells beef, of Angus. So it's a special steak that they get. It's just not steak that they get flown in and frozen. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's it's. I've had their steak. It's absolutely delicious. Um, it's better than a steakhouse, in my opinion. So are they it, open now, Bill? <laughs> yeah, I think they open at eleven or twelve. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, other than that, they make great great pizza, mozzarella steaks. I mean, you know, you can uh, you can go there to have a fun time with the family with pizza, or you can have a serious dinner. That's what I like about the place. You don't have to get dressed up. You know, you can have a really nice dinner, and you can also. Um, you know they they have a bar there they have the, they also have a pizza shop there it's but they have a nice restaurant as They've well they got everything they got everything yeah so if you know what this little kid used to do on the 4th of July to the statue of liberty right right yeah to the
2: statue of liberty <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh you can call into 540580 and it's quite funny actually what he did yeah it he, is. And his, he and his friends did so uh, um, two things that I want to talk about before we go – I mean, this, time flies by so quickly. There are things that I have a little bit of concern about, and one is the 10-year Treasury. And the 10-year Treasury has been coming down, 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 down the interest rate. And don't mix that up with the Fed rate, which is going up. We're talking about the 10-year Treasury bond. When interest rates generally go this low, when they when they start dropping the way they've been dropping – and they've been, it's been flat for the week for the most part – but. Historically, if you look back at it, when bond rates are this low, it usually is a sign that there may be a pullback of some sorts. And there are some technicians out there right now that are saying that, that this may happen in July. Now, I'm not saying that's for sure. I can't guarantee you that. I'm just telling you what technicians are saying when they take a look at the historical charts of the 10-year Treasury and how its effects affects the stock market. And let's face it, we've had a pretty big run There's going to be a pullback at some point in time. Bear markets never last forever. Bull markets never last forever. And I'm not saying that's going to cause a recession. Uh, I don't see any systemic risk in the marketplace uh, right now uh, that would cause a recession now. So that being said, there may be a summer pullback because a lot of money managers have made money this year, especially in in growth stocks like technology and biotechnology and so forth. They may just sell their portfolios. They're up 15 percent or whatever it may be and go to the beach for two months and come back in September. Yeah. So that being said, it's not – it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that this may happen in July. So, or talk about the, fireworks uh, that would be fireworks for people. <laughs> yeah, they, it could erase all the gains for the year. So the thing, the uh, the other thing, and uh, and the, and in the next uh, um, part of the show, I'm going to talk about individual stocks. But the other thing that that worries me too is that the pension systems around the United States are failing, and even the problem here in the in the state of Pennsylvania, we have a failing pension system. But guess what – I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Okay. Okay? Fair enough. In the state of Illinois, right, their pension plan for their their workers, their state workers, what percentage of the budget uh, is actually responsible for the pension plan that their current pension plan is currently now producing, What of the state budget? Forty-eight. 100%. 100% in 100% – of the pension liability is equal to the state budget every year. Wow, it's 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 not sustainable. You can't sustain no it. No way. So these firefighters, you know, the people who worked in st- state and local government, they're never they're you know just like Bethlehem Steele, You know, my dad's uh, pension went from forty two hundred a month to eighteen hundred dollars a month. They're going to get paid pennies on the dollar. Right. When they go into retirement. Yep. And they've been working 25, 30 years thinking they're going to get $4,000, $5,000 a month. No. Not it's going not to happen. There. It's not going to happen. Wow. I'm not moving to Illinois. And, and same with Dallas. Dallas, California, New York. I mean, these pension plans are failing left and right because they when they were set up, they were never meant for people to live to age 100. They thought they were going to die when they're seventy eight. They didn't think they're going to live to age eighty seven. We're not doing that anymore. No, I just looked at it. Some guy brought his pension plan in from a business he used to be with, and currently it's thirty seven percent funded. Thirty seven percent. It's funded uh, based against their liabilities of what they owe people. Yeah. So what do you think they're going to do? That you know, there's a pension guarantee act in the state in in, in federal government where they step in and, and they to give you a portion of your pension. But from my understanding, the state and local municipalities are not underneath that Pension Guarantee Act. So what's going to happen is the federal government might have to step in, if they do, I don't think they will, but if they do, and back up these trillions of dollars in pensions that are owed to people throughout the United States that are counting on this in retirement. Yeah. You know, And what's, the, what's going to happen is that the people that are are capable of taking a lump sum out now are mm-hmm. going to start doing it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Right. And just like the, there was a run on the banks in, the, in 1929, there's going to be a run on pension systems, right? And people mm-hmm. are going to try to get their lump sums out, and then the pension systems are going to stop it, just like the banks did, and say, you're only allowed to take out so much a month. They're not going to allow to take out lump sums.
2: People should run with that now, huh?
1: They should, should yeah. run with it now. If they get their money, i get it out. Yeah. Because pension plans are failing. Our pension system here in, in the state of Pennsylvania is not in great shape either. So, I mean, I know they're trying to fix it, but it's not in great shape. Um, so pension plans do – can cause a systemic problem. Yeah. Uh, and it's starting to cause – I mean, just, just Google failing pension plans on uh, – uh, Systems And you'll see from state to state to state to state to state this, the failing systems that are out there. It, it, it's – when you Google it, it's, it's scary. No doubt. So between the treasury going down, the 10-year the treasury going down, which sometimes can cause a sell-off, not all the time, but sometimes, and the fact that you have pension plans that are going to be or already failing – this can cause a problem in in the next year, two years, three years, uh, for, for states and so forth. And what are they gonna do? They can raise taxes. Mm-hmm. They do
2: that or not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, we need to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Inspired to Retire Radio, Grandview Asset Management. You can reach us at 541-1000. You can always listen to our podcast if you missed the show. We're also on from 3 to 4 in the afternoon. And remember, the trivia question, no one's called in with a trivia question yet. No, oh, we stumped so, Well, yeah, we, we'll give you a little bit of a hint in the next part of the show. Anyways, we'll be right back. You're listening to WHP 580.
0: Contact Grandview Asset Management at 541-1000. Now back to the show.
1: Okay, we're back. So anyways, this little kid uh, and his friends used to shoot off a type of uh, firework off of a certain part of the body of the Statue of Liberty.
2: Yep. And the GIs helped them. So the adults were involved, too.
1: And all <laughs> so I if can you can say- figure out what part of the body they shot fireworks at and what the fireworks was, you can get a $50 gift certificate. So call us at 5-4-0-5-80. Uh And remember, you can always reach us at the office at 541-1000 to review your portfolios. If you're in, in the dark about your investments or you're not happy where you're at, call us and sit down for a free review. So, uh, we did talk about the pension system. We talked about the ten-year Treasury and um, some of the concerns they have going into um, and into the summer. But I want to talk about individual stocks. Adobe and Oracle came out this week, both uh, cloud plays, and um, they they tr- they just crushed the numbers. And I and I've been a big fan of Adobe's. Uh, platform for many 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 years if you listen to the radio program and the stock has shot up from ninety two I think it's uh, in the hundred and forty eight hundred fifty dollar range some somewhere in there and uh, I don't think it's done going up I think you know they now have gone to video where uh, they can actually capture and your 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 um I don't want to say nomenclature but your uh, your 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 it basically takes a picture of you talking and your eyebrows moving and your mouth moving and it, talk, it makes a, char- a cartoon character out of you. Oh, i got to try that. So it's, it's not released yet. It's just in prototype. But uh, they did one, did one for Kramer and I think kids are going to absolutely love this. Yeah. If they can start their own cartoon character about themselves with their friends. Yeah. Think about that. And there's 100 trillion v- views on Adobe. 100 trillion views on Adobe. That's a lot. It's a lot of views. Everybody uses PDF. Everybody uses it. It's not going away. I mean, their, their, their reoccurring revenue uh, is, in, in, in some models, uh, um, well, it rose by three three $312 million uh, in the quarter to $4.56 billion outperforming the company's guidance of uh, $290, billion, uh, $290 million. Uh, and their Creative Cloud... Uh, um, ARR which is their uh, recurring revenue rose by 4 billion dollars uh, 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 I'm sorry to 4.04 billion outperforming the 4.1 billion uh, that the cloud document AR rose uh, 27 million to a uh, total of 500 million dollars. Now, recurring revenue is it's a subscription base, so the people are going to continue to pay into it. The symbol is ADBE. I think you have to. The, there, there may be a slide back in the stock. You may be able to buy it maybe a little bit cheaper. I'm not telling it that it's right for everybody's portfolio because there's risk attached to it. So talk to a financial advisor before you make a decision on whether you want to buy it or not. Oracle, the same thing. Oracle's taking uh, the platform away from Salesforce. Now, I don't think Salesforce is in any type of trouble whatsoever, in my opinion. But Oracle says they're growing faster. And I have to believe that they are. I mean, based on their numbers. Oracle's just knocking it out of the park. Everything's moving the cloud. Remember a couple weeks ago, I talked about this. I said there are several industries. Dental care, you get your teeth fixed regardless of what the stock market's doing, okay? People today don't get dentures. They did the $5,000 implants per tooth, right? Wow. Pet care. People yeah. are crazy about their pets. They don't care how much it costs to take it to the vet. If it's $800 for a sonogram, you get the sonogram. I had a client the other day. His neighbor spent $30,000 on a cat, and the cat died two weeks later. Uh, there are people that treat their cat. That, cats, cats, pets, dogs. Rabbits, whatever it may be, like they're their kids and they'll spend a tremendous amount of money. So I think pet care, IDEX Labs, IDXX, and PETS, MEDS, PETS, is two stocks you should do homework on. Um, also, artificial intelligence. This mm-hmm. goes back to NVIDIA and uh, Xilinx, Z L Y N, and V D A. These are two artificial intelligence plays. And clock computing, you got to pay attention to Microsoft, IBM, Oracle, Adobe. You got to pay attention to those. The last thing I want to talk about is a very speculative stock, and it's not for most investors because you only could put money in this if you're willing to lose it. And that's Care Therapeutics. The CEO came out this uh, week and bought nine million shares. I'm sorry, nine million dollars worth of his own company. Oh. Okay. The stock went from 17 to 22. They're the first company, the drug company, that created a pain medication that doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier. So you can't get addicted to it. You can't overdose on it. Um, It allows you to take pain medication without getting addicted to heroin or opioids and so forth Mm -hmm. because it doesn't cross that blood-brain barrier, but it still gives you pain relief.
2: And that's still in... um,
1: FDA trials. Yeah. I
2: I looked it up after you talked about it one day and... It's it's amazing when when and if they ever get it approved.
1: <laughs> yeah, when and if is that's the question. They did go through their first uh, f- uh, trial, which was uh, heart rate and respiratory. They, mm-hmm. they did great with that. But this, the CEO wouldn't, in my opinion, come out and buy nine million dollars worth of his own stock at eighteen ninety one. I think he spent. I can't remember the exact price uh, this week, and the stock jumped to twenty three. It's back down to twenty two. If he didn't know something that we didn't know, I mean, uh, I'm not telling you to buy this stock because, once again, it's speculative. We don't know if it's going to pass. We don't know if they're going to get through the next trial. Uh, These stocks can go from 22 back down to 10. Right. um, Or it could go much higher. If they get through their FDA trials and they can create a drug that is non-opio-based and it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier, this is a game changer for all pain medication. Once again, don't go out and buy it. It's very speculative. It's symbol C A R A. You can track it. Talk to an advisor about it. It's not for everybody. It's very you know, it's very risky. Um, but I think they're onto something. So it's something to pay attention to. Well, Sherry, it's nice to have you on the show. I think you hope you enjoyed it. Sure,
2: I did. It was fun.
1: So you're up, anyways, right? I'm up, anyways.
2: (laughs) I'm here anytime you need me, Bill. You know that.
1: All right, thanks. Uh, Listen, everybody, have a great weekend, and remember, I always say this: pick up the phone, call somebody this weekend, and tell them you love them, that you're proud of them. And Chris and Harry, I know you're listening, and I am (laughs) proud of you and love you too. Me too. (laughs) Have a great day.
2: Information provided is for illustrated purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. Indices are unmanaged and do not allow for direct investment. Past performance cannot guarantee future results. The host of this show nor Grandview Asset Management accept any liability for the use of the information discussed. Consult with a qualified financial, legal, or tax professional prior to taking any action.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.